Welcome to episode 9 of the Toxic Positivity Podcast. The word toxic really fits well with this episode. Today we're going to talk about essential oils and the dangers they can pose to your pets, specifically cats and dogs. And I have a fire lit under me because I noticed an essential oil website has a whole page dedicated to essential oil usage on pets. Now, in my opinion, this page is highly deceptive. It's filled with misleading, dangerous, and potentially deadly information for anyone seeking legitimate health information for their pet. Now, I really do not like giving this page web traffic, but I'm going to link it in the show notes because it's a great example of what not to do if you're writing an online or print article. And it's from Young Living. Now, if you have high blood pressure or feel particularly on edge today, just don't read it. So my problem with the article is that it's unethical by just existing. The top of the page shows pictures of happy dogs and cats, and the assumption you might draw from glancing at the article is that essential oils are safe for pets. Because most people half-read articles or skim for information, especially bullet point information, it's just the nature of how we consume media these days. Now, a few years ago, I had to call a corporate office of a big box store, and it's one of these companies we all know very well. So it was a story that we were going to run that night on the local news, and basically this hate group was trying to recruit members in this store's parking lot by putting flyers on car windshields. So after I made a request for comment, I received a call back within like minutes from their PR director. And he was super nice. And basically he was like, Lillian, please don't name our store. Our store name just really doesn't matter because this group is probably recruiting in a variety of parking lots. And his argument was that most people only skim headlines or half-read articles, and the next thing you know, this company is connected with this hate group in people's minds. And I thought his request was perfectly reasonable. The name of the store didn't matter. The story was that this hate group was recruiting in parking lots. And I've never forgotten that experience. If I wanted to produce a clickbait story, I could have named the store, but that would have been unnecessary and distracting. And I like how that PR professional made the case that people don't read carefully enough to understand that there's zero connection between the hate group and the store. And I've always remembered that. And so with that little life experience in my past, I'm calling out Young Living for this article because the responsible thing for them to do on this web page would be to headline their article clearly that concentrated essential oils are dangerous for pets, period. It is not worth experimenting with your pet's health and well-being, which they use the word experiment in the article. Again, I don't recommend reading it if you're in a bad mood. But that's just the thing. These essential oil MLMs don't care about ethics. They care about selling and recruiting people. So this essential oil article disclaims that these are general recommendations for use. If your veterinarian suggests other usage, defer to your veterinarian. Okay, that's great. But if I'm skimming the article, I would probably overlook that disclaimer. And also, that kind of goes along with 
when people say allegedly. Just because you say allegedly, that doesn't cover you for being slanderous. Just something to think about. (laughs) So it's almost like this website's like, okay, we're going to make up this disclaimer, y'all. We're going to put this disclaimer on here and we're going to put it in bold. And so this is going to cover us from if someone accidentally kills their cat. We did say that they need to defer to their veterinarian. So then if you scroll down in the comments section from seven months ago, a user named Elizabeth clearly has some reservations about using oils around her cat. And she writes in her question that her vet said not to use any type of oil around her cat. And the company responds that she should, quote, seek the advice and recommendation of a competent, trained veterinarian with knowledge and experience with essential oil use on animals. The implication is that her current vet is misinformed and uneducated on the healing powers of oils. And this woman needs to find another vet. And that just burns me up. That's a classic example of the us versus them cult tactic, which is we're right. Everyone that's not in our group or with us is wrong. It doesn't matter if they have any kind of medical degree or higher form of education that qualifies them to make the recommendations that they're making. This article also talks about topical use for cats and dogs, as well as ways to feed essential oils to your pets, which none of us, animal or human, should be ingesting essential oils. It's dangerous. And if you don't believe me, go watch the essential oil episode on the Netflix series Unwell. At the end of the episode, you could see what could happen if you ingest essential oils. And it's nothing to mess around with. I linked an insider.com article about this particular incident where this poor woman was hospitalized with a horrific full body rash because she consumed essential oils. And on a personal note, I once tried to drink water with drops of lemon oil in it because I was told it was detoxifying and so good for your liver. And I was told this at this essential oil party, and I thought it sounded really like cutting edge healthy. And it ended up burning my throat pretty badly. And I had this hoarse voice for weeks, and I thought it was me. Maybe there was some kind of cold going around. Maybe I was just like detoxing. I mean, it surely, like, wasn't the lemon oil. But finally, I came to my senses and I stopped ingesting pure lemon oil and giving myself internal chemical burns. So I've seen people on social media sharing ridiculous concoctions that they use on or around their dogs or cats, and I think it's time that we hear from an expert. One of my Instagram friends recommended that I reach out to Dr. Justine Lee. She was a co-host on Nat Geo Wild's Animal ER Live, which ran in 2019. And she's a board-certified veterinary specialist in both emergency critical care and toxicology. So she is the perfect expert to talk to about essential oil use around our pets. So enjoy. So I get asked all the time whether or not essential oils are poisonous to dogs and cats. And I will say, in full disclosure, I'm not a typical veterinarian. So I'm a veterinary specialist in emergency critical care, and I'm also double-boarded in toxicology. And so with that toxicology, I feel very comfortable saying, yes, you can use certain types of essential oils in your house, but you just have to be careful with really concentrated type products. So it's the 100% 
concentrated form or the very close percentage, so whatever, 90%, 95%, that do pose a danger to your pets. The really dilute ones, so if you're using tea tree oil shampoo that has a tiny amount of tea tree in it, that's not going to be a big deal. But when dogs or cats walk or have the concentrated applied type uh, applied into their ears, on their skin, on their feet, that can cause poisoning. And I will say cats are typically much more sensitive to poisons than dogs. And that's because they have an altered liver metabolism. It's called glucuronidation. So with any kind of concentrated essential oil, we can see the pet walk, the walk almost drunk, they're really unsteady, they're lethargic, they can get really hypoglycemic, they can have some gastrointestinal signs like vomiting and diarrhea, but our biggest risk that we worry about is it's rare, but I sometimes can see liver failure or liver injury in cats from this. Wow. And really rarely we can actually see uh, what I call shock lung in a cat that all of a sudden is exposed to this. They can develop a really abnormal fluid accumulation within their lungs. And this has been reported in the veterinary literature to be as little as seven to nine drops. So mm -hmm. a couple of drops of concentrated essential oil are a huge no-no. And the biggest danger I see is actually tea tree oil. I use essential oils myself. Um, I love them. I love the smell of them. But the biggest thing to keep in mind is 100% or very high concentrations should never be used on a dog or cat. That's different than oil diffusers. So people are paranoid. They see this. They see the uh, propagation that you know essential oils are poisonous to dogs and cats. Yes, in the concentrated form. But if you're using a diffuser, like the types where they're in a glass container, they have the oil with those wood uh, sticks that are wicking the smell out, those honestly aren't going to be as big of a deal because they're not concentrated. It's mostly oil in there. Right. Uh, you obviously want a pet proof, so you make sure your dog or cat doesn't knock it down. Um, the diffusers, again, not going to be a big deal because they're not concentrated. So... I won't name any major brands, but you know, the, the plugins that you buy that diffuse out a smell, those aren't going to be a big deal if your dog or cat breathes that smell in. Now, obviously, don't let them chew on the glass and things like that, um, but it's really high concentration essential oils that we're really worried about. Now, have you ever treated an animal where someone, you know, was like, oh, I, you know, I heard that if I just apply a few drops of this or that on my cat, they'll feel better or something. Have you ever seen that in person? Yes, unfortunately I have. And as part of my training, I had to do a vigorous internship and a three to four year residency. And I had to publish something in veterinary literature. And my first scientific peer reviewed publication was with this essential oil called D-lemonine. And so that is one, if you've ever peeled an orange, you get that uh, really citrus smell. Unfortunately, I saw an owner who had applied it um, indirectly onto a cat uh, through a shampoo, and that cat actually died from it. <gasps> so I ended up publishing that because most cat owners wouldn't know um, this very, very rare essential oil. So when in doubt, I always tell people, check with the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center, check with your veterinarian. Low concentration is not going to be a big deal, but please never apply a concentrated form on your dog and cat. I do believe that tea tree oil does have some antiparasitic effects, um, but 
you can't use them on dogs and cats. So I see people putting it in the ears of their mm-hmm. dog or cat to treat mites. There are FDA approved medications for that, right? So we don't want to chance our, our cat or dog's life by using a home remedy when we know there are safer medications to use instead of these concentrated essential oils. There's like kind of this culture of, you know, traditional medicine is toxic and so bad. And it's kind of ironic that, you know, when people are doing home remedies, sometimes they end up doing so much more damage and they're just, they're trying to do the right thing. I mean, it's all good intentions, but that's what's so sad and scary about it. I can't agree more. You know, I'm very anti-chemical. I try to keep uh, my house very organic. I try to keep, you know, cleaning supplies to a limited use. But I will say in the face of uh, everything that's going on with COVID-19, you have to be really careful. And again, it's because dogs and cats have different metabolisms than us. And cats, again, are way more sensitive to some of these chemicals. Classic example, during the holidays, people will often use potpourri on a simmer pot. You know, it's designed to fill your air in your house with like pumpkin or, Mm. you know, cinnamon smells. Well, it's actually really safe for a dog, but if a cat actually licks even a few drops of that melted potpourri, it can actually cause severe burns in the mouth. Again, rare liver failure, difficulty breathing, and that's because it's what we call a cationic detergent, and cats are really sensitive to that. So when in doubt, you want to be way more careful in cats than dogs. Um, You have to be aware there's a lot of things in the household that are super safe for humans, but much more dangerous to dogs and cats. Yes, that is, I just think that is just such an important message. And that's interesting that like with the holidays, you might see kind of like these different cases come in. I was a news reporter, just a traditional news reporter for years. And it was so interesting because, you know, on Thanksgiving, we could almost count, you know, we're just like, okay, when are we going to hear, you know, the, the, the how, you know, a kitchen fire, you know, it was just like the, these traditional things kind of came up every year as like these cliche stories. And I just feel like the word needs to get out more, especially as these essential oils are getting more popular, that you have to be careful. I, is there a, any kind of resource that you want me to point people to, like at one of your articles? Sure. You know, the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center actually has a great blog on it. It's um, talks about the latest home trends that are actually harmful to pets. And so I actually tell people, you want to pre-program your cell phone with your veterinarian, your emergency veterinarian, and the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center's number. Because when our pet is accidentally poisoned, we get really, really stressed out. We don't know who to call. We don't know where to go. So I always say, when in doubt, you always want to have that information readily available. I, again, generally don't recommend using a concentrated form at all near dogs and cats. And so most veterinarians won't say you should use, you know, one drop per 10 mil dilution or anything like that. Um, But when in doubt, you can always call ASPCA for advice and their number is 888-426-4435. They have great information too. And thankfully, most pet owners are aware of um, 
the dangers, but when in doubt, you'll still find some people who have no idea that it's toxic. And again, it could be toxic to other pets in your household, like rabbits, guinea pigs, hamsters. So when in doubt, no chemicals without talking to your vet first. You know, when in doubt, follow the advice of what your vet does for their own dog. And that's my philosophy as a veterinarian is I practice the same way I would if it was my own dog or cat. And I'm neurotic about my own dog and cat. So like <laughs> I still have my dog on flea and tick medication, on oral heartworm preventative, because I know that those are really safe, they're FDA approved, and they're going to prevent major diseases. So it is important to sort of have a fine balance on it, but when in doubt, your vet's going to be the best resource for that. And they're happy to answer your questions. Okay. So before I let you go, tell me, I want to hear about um, the TV show that you're on so people can watch it. Oh, sure. So I actually uh, co-hosted one season on Nat Geo Wild with Mark Steinus and fellow veterinarian, Dr. Will Draper, and it was called Animal ER Live. And it was basically this great opportunity to be able to see behind the scenes of seven of the largest emergency uh, small animal and large animal clinics in the United States. So they had camera crew throughout. Uh, we were based out of New York, um, but it was a really fun opportunity just to show people and sort of peek behind the curtain of what happens in a, an animal ER setting. It only ran for one season. It was probably a little too gory for people, <laughs> even though they try not to make it gory. Um, but the cool thing I always tell people is there is always emergency care available. And most people don't realize that. Um, so if you feel like your dog or cat or any pet out there is having difficulty, when in doubt, always call your vet. But please know that there are usually ER vets in your area. You just have to uh, research it to find out. But there's always life-saving care for, for animals out there. Right. Because, you know, it always seems like we are in the emergency vet when, you know, the emergencies happen outside of regular <laughs> hours of your normal vet, I feel like. Of course. And your pet only gets sick after hours. Exactly. <laughs> the majority of the time. Exactly. People can find more information uh, about me at drjustinelee.com. I also... Um, wrote two pet books. Um, and these were designed to be humorous question answer books that would help answer some of the questions that most people don't know they can ask their vet, like, why do dogs eat grass and things like that. But my goal of these two books was really to help make pet owners the best advocate for their pet so they could avoid a costly visit to the animal ER. And so my books are available. Uh, one is called It's a Dog's Life, But It's Your Carpet. And the cat <laughs> book is called It's a Cat's World, You Just Live in It. I should also say I do have a podcast and radio show called ER Vet. So it talks about ways how to be the best advocate for yourself and for your pet. Toxic Positivity is written, produced, and edited by me, Lillian Lalo. Original music by Grace Toman. Please rate, review, and subscribe. The more positive feedback this podcast receives, the more likely it is to be used as a tool to help others. Remember, you are not alone. You have not failed. Let's expose the truth and make a difference. <laughs>